Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. We're going to claim these minutes for ourselves, minutes that would probably otherwise transpire with a certain amount of productivity and, and work getting done, but not necess- but, but surrendered as an opportunity to invest in self, which we just do not do enough of. However much you do, you do not do enough of. There's, of course, a distinction between being selfish, which means not thinking of others, and being not sufficiently focused on self, which is not treating yourself the way that you ought to be treated. So this meditation uh, is, is a minimum. What we should probably be doing is an hour a day, but uh, at least in this setting, 15 minutes twice a week is better than nothing. And the frame I'm going to use is from a line in Psalm 27, the Psalm for the era of Elul that we've been saying every day since Rosh Chodesh Elul about three weeks ago. And uh, I might say a little bit more about this on Shabbat morning uh, at Temple Badam if you're going to be there. I may not, haven't decided yet. But the verse is, Ki imi azavuni. The psalmist says that my mother, my father have or will abandon me. It's hard to know tense in the book of Psalms. They'll leave me behind. And God will gather me in. It's a very evocative image. But it's not clear what the pshat is. Uh, Radak, the French commentator from the Middle Ages, says, this is about, this is kind of uf gozal, uh, if you get that reference to Israeli songwriting, that we are raised by our parents. And at some point when we leave their homes, they abandon us in some level. It's time for us to live our lives. And that's the time where we're supposed to have enough of a relationship with God that God can collect us in. Um, and we can, God is our, our parents are still our parents, but we, we also have a parent in God who will hold us through the vicissitudes of life. Uh, Ibn Ezra, Spanish commentator, a little bit later, says it a little bit differently, a little more poignantly, which is that this is the abandonment of becoming an orphan, that we actually know in life that our path, we, we bizarrely hope in life that our path will be to become an orphan because the reverse would mean that our parents lost us. And so what the mourning process is supposed to bring to us is God's and God's rituals and God's community holding us and collecting us when our parents finally abandon us. Some of you who are listening are blessed to have both parents alive. Some of you who are listening may have one, some may have none. And what was I always do in the meditation in this way, I, this is a little piece of Torah. The meditation is going to be like related to that, but it's not going to be directly at that. Or we're going to be meditating on what it means to be abandoned in small and big ways. And who collects us, who holds us, and in what way God is a part of that in our experience. But that's where it's sourced from. So, you know the drill, or if you don't know the drill, here's the drill. Close your eyes. If you want, you can keep a smile on your face. No one's watching, no one knows. It's okay to claim this space and this moment with a sense of sweet joy. Sometimes we smile spontaneously. Sometimes we smile because we want to smile. And that welcomes, that beckons the the feeling that a smile represents. So you could smile through this meditation if you want. But since smiling requires, as you know, lots of facial muscle work, you can also let it go slack and have the uh, 
Have the memory of the smile linger on your face. Been noticing recently, maybe it's Elul, maybe it's the pandemic, maybe it's the world, that my eyes are crinkled and clenched more than they used to be, more than they should. If you're anything like me, bring your consciousness to your eyes and oh, let them droop in your eye sockets. No matter what age has done to your skin, let all of the skin around your eyes sag and be slack, holding no tension, just a supple face, as if someone who is looking at you would say, there is serenity. There is okayness. Bring that down to your chin and up to your forehead. As unlined as your particular face can be. And speaking of sagging, make your whole body like a weeping willow your spine, the trunk, and everything else, a half parabolic arc hanging down off it. Your arms, whether they're sagging at the side or lying gently on your lap, let them be deep in their shoulder sockets as if only gravity is holding them and pulling them down. Nothing is holding them up. You can keep your face straight and parallel to the floor or it can droop a bit as if were your eyes open, they'd be at a 45 degree angle. If you want, even some people prefer to meditate with their eyes open. You can open your eyes and somehow see what you're seeing without taking it in. Letting your gaze be indirect an abstract, you know where you are, but you're experiencing something deeper. Feel the connection between you and the floor where your feet lay and whatever chair or cushion or pillow or couch is holding you up. It may sound strange, but See if you can hear your own mind articulate gratitude, even to the inanimate. Gratitude for that which is holding you up as you let all of your muscles go. Were it not for that chair or cushion, were it not for that ground beneath you, you'd be falling. And perhaps you can even experience an endless, wonderful falling. Not a scary one, but a nourishing fall through time and space. This elastic mind where you know you are sitting still in a chair or a couch, yet your mind sees you in a wonderful, safe free fall, weightless, unburdened, 
we're abandoned every day. Every day we're left behind by someone or something. Azav, it's a strong root. It's not just to leave, it means to leave behind. When did you last feel Azuv, that someone or something abandoned you? Small example or big example or anything in between? Conjure it. It may have been a half an hour ago. It may have been farther in the distance. What's the feeling of being left behind? Hollow, empty, lonely, scared, anger at having been abandoned. Let all those emotions come to your consciousness. Really feel them in this moment. Don't just remember them. The same way that the mind can hear a song play and you're actually hearing it, the mind can have you feel emotions, not just think about them. My mother, my father, they abandoned me. What must that author have felt like in that moment when writing it? What is he remembering? What is he wishing would be different? Just linger for, for, linger for a few deep breathing moments on recent or less recent, small or large abandonments that you have suffered such that you would perhaps utter a line like the psalmist. Oh my, they have left me behind. But that gets us just halfway through the verse. Vadanaya Asveni. God will collect me, gather me, be there for me. The antidote to my abandonment. When was the last time you were 
similarly held up, gathered in, collected, responded to in your aloneness just right? Was it an internal process, your own strength, the hand or the presence of a friend? Was it God? However you understand that concept, can you relate to a person feeling abandoned by mother, by father, by life, and turning to the Holy One and saying, thank you, God, you were there for me. You collected me. You made a space for me. See if you can direct your mind towards what you would have to do in life to be the type of person who might think of God that way. What deeds or rituals Commitments, devotions, prayers, mitzvot. What do you need to do? Such that you can imagine writing in any language. Vadonai asveni. God will be there for me. God will collect me. God will gather me in and I will be okay. Meditate towards such a moment, and perhaps it will become clear or clearer the pathway to get there. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. Come back to this moment, one in which I hope you do not feel abandoned. But if you do, perhaps you feel God's presence as a collector more than ever before. And we're going to say the closing prayer together three times. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. 
a biography of suffering and the causes of suffering. And we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. Shalom and Namaste and Shabbat Shalom and see you soon. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.